0: Plushcare.com slash loss
1: I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. If, if the acoustics of this recording sounds different to the normal one, and by the normal one I mean the one where I'm in a spare room, mm. not in front of a live audience yes. in Malvern... <laughs> um it's cuz i'm in a car this time i'm in a vehicle so uh, only cuz i i am outside my office not in my office cuz the office is definitely too echoey and i was self conscious mm. about that mm. didn't want to ruin it orally for the listeners so i'm in the car. cars are quite
0: nice for recording because they are pretty damped dead lots of textiles sand. i'm surrounded
1: by textiles
0: lots of textiles what car are you in uh,
1: i'm in the i'm in the caddy california Ah. thoughts fucking the 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 one the one birth camper extravaganza which i seem to be coming alarmingly attached to the more i spend time in it i really enjoyed it
0: have you slept in it yet?
1: yeah three nights have you yeah three nights three nights in yeah wow and hashtag, #cozy i am loving it i have to say i'm loving it um yeah but it helps that it was a full moon and very calm And Mm. I'm in a nature-ridden area. So can you say nature-ridden? I don't know. It makes it sound like you're you're against (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely drenched in nature. Yeah. just Too much nature, if anything. Ridden with... Uh, with Now, well, this this reminds me, after last week's podcast, by the way, thank you to everybody who came along to the live recording um, and made up the audience listening back to it it sounded great. Like, I thought there's a danger it might sound like village cricket, you know, all that sort of... Just just gentle clapping. But no, it's, I mean, it sounds like... Well, we did have quite a decent crowd, didn't we? Oh, but real, it was, it was real... Just over 200 people in the room. But it sounded terrific. And particularly when, when they all, as one, shouted folds.
1: It was that quite was... A, that was a strong return, like we'd, like we'd rehearsed it, and I promise we yes. hadn't. <laughs> uh, and I think it, it was the same for sport. Was it the same for transit or was it the same for transit, sport? Yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, the everyone, transit, yeah, everyone
0: dived in there. So. So,
1: yeah. um, so, so
0: thank you to everyone who came along, but also thank you to everyone who listened to it and, and gave us some very lovely feedback and said that it sounded... I mean, we, we know the sound quality sort of needed a bit of work. Yes. Um, In the room and and the recording. We probably needed more time to do a sound check and things, which sadly we didn't have. But um, everyone liked the vibe of the show, the fact that it had the audience there and it just changes the atmos a little bit. So thank you for all the positive feedback about that and all the people who listened and went, ooh, that sounded all right, actually. I might come to the next one. There will be a next one. We're hoping we'll be able to announce when and where very soon. Yeah. But I was talking at the live show about my badger problem.
1: Oh, badger. yes, you were, yeah. Again, that that sounds a bit odd when you say it like that, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh,
0: got a oh. Problem with badger. Yeah. <laughs> but it's getting worse. The bloody thing, there's this little bit of wooden trellis sort of fence and the little bastard has smashed through it.
1: Well, they're powerful creatures. Week. They're shoulder bargers. They are. Yeah. They are proper shoulder
0: bargers. They are... I don't know. It's just the the badger was coming. Badgers are the kind of creatures that can come back from the bar with four pints grasped in two hands.
1: Oh, what when the pint is very, very dewy. uh, uh, And you know if you go for four, the the, the slippery nature between all the pints is, is... It's so dangerous because the pressure you've got to apply, forcing all the pipes inwards, you know that one of them could eject at any point, any minute, yeah, and turn into a goose from Top Gun scenario. Um, (laughs) So, when it it ejects and lands, and it's dead, yeah. So, so there is that.
0: Well, just very quickly, the Badger situation uh, attracted uh, a very informed message from a a patron of ours called thomas cowley who said the best way to dissuade badgers from coming along their run through your garden and foxes too is to piss where they're coming through yes you're the bigger predator and they'll not come through because you've marked it as your territory this was recommended by a commercial gardener who sends her male employees to address garden to problem gardens to address the issue in this way we live in woodland and keep indian runner and muscovy ducks so far, we've not lost any to foxes and badgers, which I put down to my maintaining a piss perimeter
1: around the area. Piss perimeter? <laughs> and that's the only reason I wanted to read that
0: out, is because Thomas used the expression piss perimeter, and I, c- I couldn't stop giggling about it. And I, I'm going to do this. Thank you for the advice, Thomas. I've started wazzing in the garden at night, not well, in the daytime. Are you, the are, are, you wazzing, upping,
1: are you upping your water intake as well, in order to yeah. be able to do the full perimeter?
0: Yeah, just yeah. just absolutely gallons of the stuff every morning, and then yes, yeah, so, I mean, if anything, it's sort of there, there's, it's um, it's causing subsidence.
1: Gosh, uh, piss p- in the flower beds. Piss from It reminded me of when we were seventeen. We used to go into town, and we'd occasionally congregate in our cars uh, outside a closed council building near the local swimming pool, um, and it was always empty because it was after hours, late at night. Uh, one of us will have had the doors open, playing probably Robert Miles' Children. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I've just I've just remembered a friend of mine who used to enjoy not driving and sitting in the back and drinking Castle Main Forex. He yeah. always needed the toilet, and we got out. We got out one day. <laughs> got surprisingly. Say these things might be related. Here comes the they? science. Had he. <laughs> He, he he used to take great pride in trying to weave the entire perimeter of this council building at night. Uh, um, yeah. He just thought it was great. And we used to marvel at how his technique because he, he would yeah. either try and weave longer or walk mm. faster, which is more of a sidestep. Um, anyway, one day, he so said, I'm going for the record. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the whole... It's a big building, this, just so you know. Right. Hmm. Uh, he got almost all the way round, and then these this fire door opened, and a security guard just <laughs> stared at him. and said, "Can you just not do this? Please don't do this." <laughs> and he was, <laughs> and he, was, he was, was. the security guard a badger? It was. You no, know,
0: it was. An, it was a real man. Please stop doing this. It means I can't leave the building.
1: Yeah, short sleeve white shirt on. And he, it was just, he wasn't aggressive or anything. It was just like, can you not do this? It's obviously, he it must have known that this was happening but never witnessed it and thought, that's the guy. An, an interesting
0: technique for security enforcement, rather than aggression, sort of plaintive despair. It might cut through in certain I think.
1: Could it, you please just not do this? I think it would cut through for American police officers much better. Hmm. Because you go in so aggressive that it immediately makes the whole yeah. situation more aggressive. It what doesn't. he just
0: turned up with a bullhorn and just went, oh, could you just put down the gun, please?
1: Yeah. Um, look, I've had a busy day. You're the fifth person who's angry with a firearm I've had to deal with today. And I've got to say, out of all of them, you're probably the weakest, ugliest looking person. So can you just put the gun down... And by the way, one of your tires is bald. So even if you don't put the gun down, you're going to get done for the tire anyway. So look, <laughs> let's just do this quickly. So that, and then I'll, I'll go and eat cliche donuts or whatever you want me to do. I've got, <laughs> I've got a center console full of cashew nuts, and I need to get, I need to tear through those. Um, yeah, I think it could work. I honestly think it could work. I'd I like it's worth a try. I'd like to see uh, an initiative. For several months, just to see if there was a change in the mood, mm. mood amongst the cities. Uh, I don't know where yeah, I'm going with I... this conversation. Um, I don't know where I'm going. No,
0: I, I had something else. I had some other sort of housekeeping to do. And, um, and now I can't remember what it is at all. I'm sure it'll come to me. Uh, oh, yes, I know what it was. Uh, we mentioned that someone had seen one of our stickers on chroma pier yes well the culprit's come forward
1: oh admitted it
0: his name's his name's jack i won't give his surname in case it turns out that it's really illegal to put stickers on chroma pier but um jack is one of our patrons oh jack thank you so much for your
1: guerrilla advertising
0: so whenever we mentioned it he said uh, I only just caught this episode I was astonished to hear that someone had spotted my Chroma peer sticker I was given two stickers at Goodwood and knew that I had to put one in pride of place
1: Oh my god that's fantastic thank you Jack That's amazing so he really felt the responsibility of those two stickers and what they needed to achieve didn't he mm. I
0: like guerrilla marketing
1: yeah I like that a yeah. lot I'd love to see one on a very very expensive car
0: no because that i mean that's remember we were when we were wandering around the goodwood site at night realizing that we were unsupervised oh yes we were saying wouldn't it be amazing to just i think we were going to stick them on the underside of really expensive cars so that it wouldn't be the next time they went in for some repair work that you know nick mason's mechanic would go um nick those two twats off that podcast have put a sticker on the underneath of your GTO.
1: What, like a a, a a ghetto under tray stickerist?
0: Yeah, I could.
1: Well, yeah, not, yeah, that G, but, not that a G, not that a two hundred and fifty GTO has got an under tray, but you know what I mean. Um, but because I,
0: well, I just think those stickers were not the most expensive, so I can't. No. Vouch for the quality of the adhesive, and it may damage yeah, paintwork.
1: Yeah. But if someone got but, them inside the. You know, some cars have, classic cars anyway, have number plates behind a piece of glass. Yes. If someone could get one in behind the piece of glass on like a Citroën DS or a, the Citroën SM or... Oh, yeah. Well, even, you know, even the FN2 shaped Civic, which has got all those all that Perspex at the front uh, with the Honda badge behind it. I don't actually know if you could get in behind there. You probably couldn't. Uh, that would be impressive. I don't know. Yeah. Worth a try.
0: I mean, do it to your own car. Don't do not do it to... Um,
1: yeah, I don't have an FN2 Civic. I've got the heart out of one. But, uh, I don't either. I've got the wiring limb for one. I can see it from where I'm sat now. But, have okay. you? Yeah, I have, yeah.
0: Did it come... Does this come for free with an engine?
1: Yeah, it was part of an engine that um, I acquired from a salvage uh, company. Uh, and that's have the you engine... you still got that
0: that bloody rover honda v6 that we went to telford to collect
1: yeah i have i have actually yeah <laughs> that was a weird day yeah it was it was that was our <laughs> it was, a, was that our very first smith and sniff properly proper episode it was well we'd yeah
0: we'd filmed ourselves in that golf cart in america and then we kept saying hey when we're back in the uk we should stick some gopros inside a, an actual car and we should um
1: do something you know
0: record ourselves and then we kept saying we'd do it and we never did and then one day you rang me up and went i've got to go to telford next week pronto pick up a, a honda v6 yeah from a rover 800 yeah for my lego project you want to come and we can record ourselves and i I had a kia sorrento press car and i went okay well let's do it in the sorrento <laughs> you get a, get a honda v6 in the back of that I
1: was, I was which just, we did i'm glad you remembered i couldn't remember what car it was
0: it's amazing I did as well, it's, but, but there's the, the perils of the nerdish mind. But I do remember it was definitely a big Kia SUV, and he, and it was it, it did the job. But then we got the engine off that man who was moving to Japan.
1: Oh, yeah, I wonder if he ever moved to Japan. I don't know. What was his name? He, he
0: very much liked Japanese things because it was impossible to ignore. His house was full of, like, Japanese art and stuff.
1: It was, and his garden was, was full of Rover 800s. Yeah, a Japanese-based car, so,
0: um, yeah. But then he said, oh, I've got to get rid of all my stuff because I'm moving to Japan. And I went, oh, do you know people out there? And he went, no. No, that's true. I think I said, do you speak Japanese? And he went, no. And I was thinking, that's quite an intimidating thing to move to Japan if you don't speak Japanese because outside of the major cities... You can't bluff your way through Japanese. No, can you? that's it's not the like, thing. You know, sort of. I doubt you can wing German it. German or something. You go, well, those are all the letters that I recognize. I'll just pronounce it the way I think it's pronounced, put a bit of an accent on, and hopefully it'll sound correct. But Japanese, you wouldn't have a hope. No. Pronouncing the, the kanji. So what do you do?
1: Uh, you have to make sure you've got your own allotment um, so you can grow your own food. Uh, hmm. You probably have to order the, the seeds for the food from Amazon, America. Yeah, so that you could understand the language. I, well, mind you, you got you've got lots of Google Translate these days. Um, yes,
0: that's true. But that, this was when was this?
1: Oh, Ten this, years ago. This, was what, it? this would have been a de- I reckon this was a decade ago. I reckon it, uh, it. It must have been.
0: We made the mistake of rolling the cameras all day. Oh gosh! Yeah, we drove from. did I come up to your house, I came up to your house. Picked you up. Yes. We drove to Telford. Yes. It's quite a long way across England. Yeah. Picked up the engine from the Jap- man who wanted to live in Japan, even though he didn't speak Japanese, and then drove all the way up to the We rolled cameras in the car pretty much the whole time and then ended up with an unmanageable amount of footage that's. Uh, it's, I think we salvaged tiny bits of it for early Smith and Sniff videos. But anyway. Um, I wonder, wonder if, wonder if, got if got this? most Oh, of yeah, I just wondered if you'd still
1: got that engine. I've still got the engine, It's still it, it was up until about half a year ago, still in the same garage that we slid it off a huge piece of wobbly MDF wood and into it. Uh, of course, at, at it, the, his end, he had an engine crane to load it into the Sorrento. At my end, I had three large pieces of MDF <laughs> and an old pallet, and that was as far as it went.
0: I don't think I have the footage anymore, but there would, I'm sure there's one part of the in-car when we're driving back, and you can see this huge 2.7-litre V6 engine in the boot, sort of covered in towels for some
1: reason. Yeah, he did give me... Do you remember, he gave us some... He did give us two really large towels, I've still got them, and a stank of dogs, (laughs) because he used them for drying his dogs, I can't remember what dogs he had, but they were big.
0: They were big. I don't think we saw them, because they were so big and barky that he shut them in a room. Yeah, and they just made intimidating noises from the other side of the door. But um, that happens yeah. every time. Every time I go, you to can some have of these uh, you can have these towels. I won't need them in Japan because I'll be uh, using Japanese towels. No different.
1: Um, I'll be using Japanese then... people to dry my back with. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes. it's okay. It's how it
0: works out there. It's very <laughs> ceremonial. Um, so <laughs> I, I just remember. I think I said to you, "Have you got an engine crane?" And you went, "No,
1: no, I don't. Then. Never had. Have have one. I, I should have one." I, I don't have one it's something i ought to buy i think i'd
0: yeah i'd never really realized the the use the pure utility of the engine crane in moving engines about until we tried to do it without one and then and it tumbled
1: out the it did <laughs> it tumbled out the back like a big oily boulder <laughs> onto wood.
0: i've got to use sacrificial
1: softwood soft that's my engine crane Sacrificial yeah. softwood that you can drag around. Uh, it's easier that way. But I would like, ideally, I would like one of those. Is it a Faro arm or of uh, the incredible robotic arms that they use in factories? Um, um, yeah. I would love one of those. So I could just quickly program it to where the car was. And He, he says quickly program. I think therein lies the <laughs> issue. But <laughs> quickly program it to pluck it out of the boot of a Sorrento without tweaking the rear window in. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, because, you know...
0: <laughs> Going too far and punching the windscreen. Yeah, because, you know, it's insane.
1: like it's like a huge digger bucket w- with those teeth on it. Just one little tweak from a tooth on a piece of glass or something like that is mm. enough to shatter and destroy lives or uh, dreams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, um, are they, are they, are they are those programmable things, is it very similar to... What were those things called in the 80s? Big tracks?
1: Yes, um, it was a big track. It was. It was a big track. <laughs> who who um, who made those? Um, Hasbro? I, I, mem-
0: I actually bought one for... They reissued them, the little ones. They did. I bought one for my boy when he was little. He he didn't find it very interesting. I found it more interesting, but he sort of wander off and I'd be busy going, oh, no, look, if we do it again, we'll be able to get it to go round there and then round the leg of the chair. He, he just That's it. It
1: was just... six-wheeled, wasn't it? Big track. Yes. That's yeah, yeah. right. And yeah, it could... was... Um, was, that God, it?
0: was that early coding? Was that early coding? Yeah, call it? I mean, basically it was, wasn't it? Because I can't remember. The, the turning, was it done by degrees or by sort of like a clock face? How you programmed it to turn, it
1: was... I forget now and it had a it had a keypad on the top and then yeah. it had did it have like a really special looking headlight
0: uh um, well, maybe the big one did the little one that, that I have somewhere no don't think so no just makes a lot of a lot of beeping noises sort of, kind of noises yeah I can it's believe that unattractive sort of beeps but um yeah are you um so are you selling that v6 or are you just hanging on to it in case you need it
1: I'm in two minds actually Richard because I've got two engines we kind of built one good out of two with a, with a lot of spares um, and then yeah I've gone to quite a lot of extent finding unobtainium bearings for it and that kind right. of thing and then had it all um, it, it's all been uh, blasted and it's, in a, it's, it's beautiful. Hmm. uh but yeah it's surplus at the moment i can't decide whether or not i'm going to wait and put it in another car but to be honest my energy levels are running low to even consider another large project so yeah
0: you're not thinking of doing like a sort of holy trinity of re-engined 70s bl cars so you could stick the v6 in a maxi
1: it's funny you should say that it has been mentioned it has been mentioned. Then, it's been mentioned in a, for a princess which has a huge bonnet, and also a maxi. Yes. I have family. I have family connections with the maxi, as I might have said in a previous cast. My my old man Bob did have one. Um, so maybe maybe I'll go down that road, but I, I don't have the time or the the money at the moment. So I might I might stockpile it, or I might just yeah. I might just. See, if, see about selling it. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Jag
0: V12 in a marina?
1: Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, well, Adam at Fabco, who's doing a lot of the work on the My Allegro Sleeper Project, he's got this hmm. beautiful princess, which he's got the... He bought the Jag. He's the Jag, beautiful princess. Beautiful little princess. He's got the S-Type What's he got? A manual S-type three-liter V-six um, engine, drivetrain, suspension, subframes, everything. He's putting in a Princess, wow. and it's effing sweet. And it's going to be an an effortless. I'm going to say, 500 horsepower. So um, what? Yeah, because he's putting twin snails on it. Because that engine is, it's the folds engine, isn't it? Um, yeah. Similar to the Noble engine, the Nobles. Therefore, uh, it can be it, it. It has a quite a good tuning pedigree. So yeah, yeah. he's putting two snails on it, and it and the, because wow. the donor car that he bought the S Type was a Manuel, um, this this could be. I think this could be an incredible driver's car. Um, Bloody yeah. Yeah. What does it look
0: like? Is he going to make it look standard?
1: He can't make it look standard because he's using the subframes from the Jag. Which and and all the aluminium suspension components, so it's it it's a wide arched car. Okay, but they're going to be I think they're going to be sort of Japanese style clip-on arches rather than bulbous tubs and tubs of filler style arches. (laughs) Although (laughs) he's going, he's going. It is going to look nice because it's it's going to stay beige with a brown vinyl roof, and he's got some bronzy uh, centred mini lights for it so it's going to be great oh. honestly it's, I've already said okay. I want first refusal if he decides to sell because I think it will be a wonderful I'm, piece.
0: I'm, I'm only disappointed that he's having to ditch the hydro gas
1: yeah but you know the, he's repurposed so much of the S-Type that's what's so good about it and the S-Type's mm. got some great suspension parts and he said well what, instead of buying aftermarket this and that he said I'm just going to use as much of this aluminium cradle as possible and that's yeah. that's what he's gonna do. And so it's gonna be nice. it's gonna be exceptionally exotic, high performance beast, which takes us perfectly into a conversation about the new Pagani. Or Pagani. Depending oh, on
0: where you might come from. Pagani. Pagani. Pagani Zonda, yeah. So um yes, new Pagani announced last week. The Utopia. Utopia. Um, Utopia. Utopia. I can't Utopia. I can't figure out whether I like the way it looks. I think I like it more than the... which I never particularly liked. I thought it looked fat. hair, <laughs> But I don't... There was a sort of... I mean, not delicacy, but a, a kind of... A, a bit more subtlety to the Zonda relatively. I don't know. Somehow it just looked... It looked heavy at the back, but in the right way because it sort of told you there's a ruddy great V12 back there and then it sort of had that kind of more scalpel-y front. And... But to me the uh, just looked a bit sort of hefty and fat and and this is somewhere in between I'm just uh, I mean it's sort of interesting isn't it I'd like, and I like the yeah, detail I'm a- on the roof and things
1: I'm having a goosey at it now it's one of those at first I think it looked a little bit too fussy but actually maybe I was mm. doing it a disservice I'm having a I'm having second look at it now uh, I mean
0: the Zonda was not unfussy there was quite a lot going there on was. there was it was all sort of covered in bloody straps and divots and things but um yeah this is i don't know i don't think it helps that they've released the official photos that it's sort of it it looks like it's like it's it's a model it does look like a model painted plastic model
1: yeah there's a really detailed model company beginning with an n who i suddenly can't remember and it looks like one of their models where if you photograph it right you don't really know Mm. if it's real uh, I think yeah. it's like Norvec or something like that models uh, okay. Uh,
0: but um uh, so the but the basis of this car for people who haven't seen it is that it's a sort of maximum Pagani where they it's a V12 sort of Mercedes AMG derived V12 but but spec bespoke to to Pagani's requirements. And um hooked to now this is a bit weird because they, they've said they wanted to be pure so it's not got a double clutch gearbox but what it has got is um is sort of it's an X-track um automated box so i presume that's like a racing box but it doesn't really i haven't found it, it what they've elaborated on anyway it's going to get a seven speed inverted commas proper manual oh yeah that at some point
1: that gearbox um from extract if this one i'm thinking of isn't that like the fastest shifting box that's been made is it um i remember reading about it because it's in something else and i've totally forgotten what else it's in but it is in something else uh yeah, they claim that the engine's clean enough to pass California emissions because it well, it's that it's the Mercedes V twelve twin snail job, isn't it? It's absolutely incredible six liter job. Eleven yeah. hundred yeah, Newton so metres and all that. And near metres it's, it's eight hundred and sixty four brake horsepower. See that's a is, lot of horsepower, bloody hell. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably yeah. Uh, as much as you need. I think it is. Doing, I think right. it's as much as you need and it's limited to 99 units although the using mm. the term units I think always makes it sound it cheapens <laughs> what is a, a very exotic <laughs> It's like units, (laughs) well, okay, Uh, I'd rather just say vehicles or customers or something like that. Cars would be a word you could use. Do you think cars would be a good use? Yeah.
0: Do you know, I always bridle slightly the word vehicles just because it makes you sound like a policeman.
1: Yeah, I quite like policeman chat uh, because I'm not (laughs) the kind of guy that does it very often, so it it feels a little bit special to me. It's a weird, that sort of weird, non-committal and euphemistic
0: way of speaking that police people have. And it's, there was a there was a guy once I was, I was doing a, a job on something, and, I, and I, I said to the bloke in charge, "Oh, so and so's uh, so and so's good, isn't he?" And, uh, and this guy went, "Yeah, he, he's good, but he talks like a copper." And then once I'd realised that, I couldn't not hear it. Yeah, this is the he problem. would sort of go, Uh it's approaching one p.m." Thinking they might proceed towards the Sainsbury's to acquire some foodstuffs. And he'd be like, why are, you, why are you talking in that way? That's like, it's like English, but not quite. Well, how would you.
1: Maybe we could go through some of the details of the, the, the utopia in a British policeman uh, style. What, I don't the, know. Um,
0: the new vehicle um, from the, the Garney Company. Based in the Italy area of Europe,
1: the suspect, um, Mr. <laughs> who identifies as Mr. Horatio Pagani, male, white. Yeah, he has <laughs> he the the suspect has insisted on not and persisting with petrol power and nothing other than petrol power. No hybridisation has been employed at this point. Uh, Utopia, the name given to the suspect's creation um, that he's attempting to purvey to up to 99 peoples. Oh. Um, not, <laughs> sorry, that, persons. They per, persons. Sorry, persons, persons. Persons of interest. Uh, also, um, Mr Ad- Horatio Pagani, who identifies as uh, white male, said... Uh, That his creation is the result of a development program running for some six years and includes in excess of 4,000 styling diagrams and eight full scale prototypes. Mercedes have been informed of the fact that they've had uh, numerous engines stolen from their um, cupboard, the six litre twin turbo AMG example being the favorite. Um, this can spin I've, to 6,700 rpm, um,
0: which is actually can, quite low. It can proceed. It can proceed <laughs> to a revolution area of approximately oh. 6,700. Yes, revolutions, which yes, we have reason to believe are within a minute. Um, I found out why this car maybe looks the way it does. Why? Uh, because apparently uh the um Mr. Pagani mm. the suspect yes um said that they brought customers in to help with the look of the new car now, really? I think that's probably a mistake. <laughs> imagine the taste of people who can afford a Pagani, but their houses have got loads of marble in
1: them. it's probably varied it's probably varied mm. um i think it's a dangerous thing to do because it's a bit like uh a lot of people think they know what they want but they don't always exactly so um i'm not saying that in a smug way like i know what i want all the time because i don't in fact i'm tr- no. i'm trying to buy a um i'm trying to buy a, like a room divider um a retro looking room divider at the moment and i don't really know how to describe it so i can't work out how to acquire it
0: it's weird isn't it it's when when you're sort of outside of your comfort zone because we've we're redecorating parts of our house at the moment and i was sort of i was i I, I know what i don't want yeah but the other day i just said to my wife she went what do you want in here i was like i just want it to be nice yeah but i don't know how to get there yeah in the sort of way in my head the niceness is i just you kind of realize interior design is harder than it looks um as indeed speaking of which yeah that's another local radio link uh the the interior of this pagani yeah uh usual sort of you know kind of quite overdone pagani style and lots of shiny metal yeah and
1: uh it does look tasteful actually
0: well, it's. I mean, it's. It's interesting, isn't it? But the passenger side of the dashboard. I was looking at it, going, that's quite, sort of Lit. simple compared to the rest of it. And I realised what it looks like. It looks like the bloody passenger side of a Ford Crown Vic dashboard. <laughs> it does. Which is. It does, oh, but but I'm sure that wasn't the design influence. But it looks so like so it for
1: me, say. the driver see all <laughs> of the beautiful bezel. and and how about the passenger Horatio what what does the passenger get to appreciate they have when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Uh, how you say? Leather and one output for air. <laughs> this it. This is it. Okay. Solo, solo,
0: focused... Just one. On the
1: eye. So they have one, uh, one high-rise um, cylindrical. It looks like um, it looks like a, a, um, a jet engine, doesn't it? For these air, con- yeah. these these ventilation outputs. There's one in front of the passenger. And but
0: then, what's the rectangular thing in the corner by the door shut? Is that a vent as well? I thought that was a vent as well.
1: I think that's one of those things where you put a small cup in and the there's a sensor and it knows you, you've put a cup in and it fills it with cold water. Oh, it dri- or it drizzles soup. <laughs> well, Oil I don't know. It's, it's not the, it's the kind, it's kind of interior bonding machine. Soup. Oh, and you just <laughs> hang on. So the driver decides what you're going to consume. And the driver will go, I think today you don't want cold water, you want a hot oxtail soup. Right, Yeah. here we go. Have a really small glass of oxtail soup before we go on, a, on the Stelvio
0: Pass. One of those very thin, crinkly brown plastic cups. Basically, there's a 1980s hospital vending machine built into the passenger side of the dash. I
1: actually I can't, I'm just looking at the photo, I'm trying to zoom in and see...
0: I wonder if it's a display, because this is what I'm wondering, why well, I'm surprised that that side of the dashboard is so plain relative to the general sort of yeah. showtime of the rest of the interior. Is it, it's, it's just because you think, well, you know, these days, Ferrari, you can have displays in front of the passenger, can't you? Yeah. The speed and revs yeah. and all this stuff. And so you, people have started having a bit of fun with the passenger side. And it's sort of surprising Pagani have just gone, nope. No. Vent that looks like a jet engine and a hospital vending machine that pours hot <laughs> soup over your
1: leg, <laughs> while well, you can stare in envy at the beautiful gated seven-speed Manuel, and also yeah. the, the center console doesn't have any touch screens from what I can see. It's got four no. circular, really nice dials with aircraft-style, um, I think aircraft-style kind of toggle switches beneath. There's a real whiff of kind of Paddy Hopkirk auxiliary rally gauge uh, set up going on there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like in, yes. in the 60s when you wanted to upgrade your sort of peasant mini into your more coopery mini. It's a sort of like yeah. de- gauge cluster you'd aspire to own and you'd buy it out the, the back catalogue of a... Um, of a, of a motoring magazine, and I and I and I'm not saying this because I think it looks rubbish. I actually think it looks fantastic. The only part of the interior which I'm probably not that fond of is the is the steering wheel, but um, it's only because it's weirdly not circular, and mm. there's too many exposed Allen heads in it. It looks like the kind of aftermarket steering wheel which was very popular in the Max Power era, where it was so mm. fussy. Too many Alan Bolts. Yes. Too many changes in textures and components. Uh, 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 and <laughs> <laughs> you like? Can we just have a, a united front here? I don't want three <laughs> different good texts. I don't want. It. I don't want to be spinning the wheel b- between finger and thumb, and it changes terrain. I don't want that. I want mm. Alan Cantara all the way around, or I want yeah leather all the way around and i I, mean, I think it was mercedes or lexus who were the initial offenders with the the half wood steering wheel i mean honestly what a, awful it i mean it was dated when it came out now yeah oh it'd be awful i'd have to chisel that bad boy off and
0: no they're terrible aren't they classy wood
1: it, what did i have
0: i had a car with that it wasn't
1: very was nice was it your lexus
0: but, no 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 anyway
1: I might get yeah. you a no, cover you can buy those stretch over covers for steering wheels very common in the the world of the mini cab and the uber yeah and you can get Johnny yeah faux wood um on those i've seen can you? yeah stretchy wood oh, <laughs> yeah Christ so yeah pagani uh, horatio pagani's probably emailing us imminently about the soup dispenser machine that isn't on the dash of the passenger side
0: or he's urgently trying to retrofit that because it's a great idea yeah one is um you know
1: yeah what
0: 864 horsepower car what you definitely want is some kind of hot fluid dispenser built into the dashboard that's that's going to be fine um uh, uh, just something else I've noticed about the interior of the Utopia is that the um, the dials yeah are very far apart. Now normally, in a sort of sporty car, you'd have the rev counter would be big and central. But there's, a, there's instead there's a digital display in the middle. Now, I wonder if that can show revs. Yes. Because as it stands, the rev counter looks quite small and quite off to the left, and that's quite surprising. I can't remember what it was like in the Zonda. That's a lot of Pagani Zonda
1: i'm looking at so there's a lot going on here the heart of the utopia is a carbon fiber steel chassis described by uh, by the company as pagani carbo titanium hp 62 g2 and carbo triax hp 62 which sounds like (laughs) sounds like a drug that you'd buy in america over the counter but the the impact, yes, but, but we're still not <laughs> sure what it's going to
0: do long term. Well, you see, advertised on American TV, and it's got an awful lot of very quickly spoken small <laughs> print at the end, of the <laughs> urgency, headaches and strokes. And you just go, whoa, whoa, this sounds awful. Come
1: on, a minute. Which all contributes in the front and rear tubular subframes with the chromo steel to make it twelve hundred and eighty keys, twelve hundred and eighty kilos. Yeah. With a 6-litre V12 yeah. and
0: 864 horsepower.
1: Yeah. It's not going to hang around. Well, I'm just going to put this out there, uh, Mr Horatio Pagani. My Allegro is going to be less than 870 kilos and 400 horsepower. So does that make me... Does that make me far weaker than you? Or does that mean I can take the fight to you? (laughs) We'll see about
0: that, shall we? The broadcaster and journalist Johnny Smith today threw down the gauntlet to Horatio Pagani to come
1: and have a go if he thinks he's hard enough. That's right. And he came back to me and he said, and this is in an official press release, after being so completely absorbed by this strenuous creative process... The ideals represented by the project have become so intimate to me that any attempt to describe it would have seemed inadequate, said Pagani, founder and CEO Horatio Pagani. Hang on. Any attempt to, descri- yes. <coughs> to after, describe... Yes. I'll say it, it again. After being completely absorbed by this strenuous creative process, the ideals yeah. represented by the project became so intimate to me Mm -hmm. that any attempt to describe it would have seemed inadequate so in other words is he leaving the gateway open for all YouTubers that that, uh, their opening gambit is words cannot describe how I feel right now despite the fact that if you
0: try to describe this car you'll look like a total prick
1: so I'm not going to just not not going to
0: yeah (laughs) that just sounds like an excuse that sounds like I can't be bothered
1: yeah it does to
0: me that's like yeah so do you ever do this Where you say to your kids how was school and they go alright
1: what did you do oh, the, nothing I had that yesterday and I was like come on dude during the second week of secondary school you've got to I'm going kind to of need some more information here but you just got to mm. warm them up a bit usually it involves a bourbon and then they start to come yeah. out of their shell and go oh actually yeah a really funny thing happened and and blah blah blah. Well that's
0: it. I, I used to try that with my boy. I'd go, You've got to tell me one interesting thing that happened at school today and I'll give you a biscuit. And that usually worked. Oh. So might try that again tonight. Um, the
1: Hoyra did the Hoyra sell? Has it has it been selling well? I don't know. I've,
0: I've, shall I have a look on AutoTrader see how many are on there? I
1: <laughs> I've never actually seen one. In the reality I've done. Oh no, no, apart from a seen motor show. Sonder. Motor show. But I've never seen Have you? Yes, I suppose probably but i've never I've seen never. a privately owned Huayra. i like the name do you yeah i do like the name uh, utopia uh, yeah. do you think utopia is a good name for a car um i'm not
0: sure i prefer it a bit on the nose somehow yeah
1: i prefer like 350z if i'm honest <laughs> I don't know. It just seems to sort. Of, it's yeah. less pretension. Or, it's a, I don't it's know. Quite, fiat punto. quite a lot of pretension yeah. in Utopia, isn't it? It's sort of like there is.
0: It also. I've just read a book called Utopia Avenue by David Mitchell. It's been out for a while. I was very slow to pick this up, but um, it's uh, it's a it's set in the '60s about a band formed in the '60s and i found it a profoundly disappointing book and it really annoyed me how disappointing it was because i'd heard good things about it and it just didn't click for me so i'm still yeah. i'm still off the back of that and when i heard this car was called utopia i was like like that bloody book Oh, so um sorry didn't want mean to turn this into literary review
1: comment, no I, but, think, um, I think i think i i like it i i'm sensing your disappointment uh, we don't we um, don't do enough books on this show i'm i'm reading I'm reading the uh, autobiography of um, oh bollocks, I've actually forgotten the name. Um, Miriam Mar- Miriam Margulis.
0: Are you? Yeah, I am. Is that that sounds like a, a, a rollicking read? Uh, Is it's, it?
1: There's an incredible amount of referencing to uh, uh, Felatio, Her- not, Pega- really? not Pagani, uh, no. <laughs> Felatio. P- <laughs> 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 it's true it's true yeah. honestly she's you know what she's like she's quite outspoken but yeah she's yes. quite frank about the amount of um uh, yeah
0: anyway there's a 2013 Pagani Huayra for sale on Car and Classic at the moment for 1.8 million pounds so um, is there really they are out there it's in the Netherlands <sighs> and it is uh, silver and black and see that looks like just looking at this with fresh eyes it looks alright but it does look fat still it's just... I mean, OK, it does, so are you, you know, thinking a it's... Shame the, a car, is but it, it
1: does look a bit tubby. Is it sort of eyes? Vegas Elvis compared to... Yes. Uh, kind of 50s black leather outfit Elvis? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. OK, OK.
0: And I, I would... I mean, yeah. And I don't think the Utopia... The Utopia is not quite as you know taught as I, I want comeback special elvis now and this is not quite
1: saturday night this special is yeah yeah but the, close to death elvis, utopia. is utopia is yeah. utopia saturday night special elvis
0: mm it's not quite there no i would say it's there's no, some great lines when he did that comeback special he looked absolutely amazing didn't he i think he just really sort of he came back punching
1: i think he um, i think he just Had some salads and... um, I'm trying not to fall
0: into your trap of talking about the life of Elvis based on that Baz Luhrmann Elvis film that was out recently because after what happened with you and Queen...
1: Go on, go on, say some untruths and then all of the listeners will point the finger at you rather than me. Yeah,
0: I'm not an Elvis fan, but you're completely wrong. You got it all from a film, you dick. Um, We don't want that to happen again, but... um, yeah, Oh, I need to Hmm. apologise... Sort of to people who were maybe confused about the sudden appearance on our YouTube channel of a song um, which had no relation to the podcast and seemed out of context. I forgot to tell you about this as well, so you didn't know this was going on. But because I I was knobbing about, I was really, I had loads of writing to do two or three weeks ago. And as often happens when I've got loads of writing to do, what I actually do is procrastinate. Yes. And, and I've been listening to lots of Italo disco, one of my favourite musical genres just for sort of giddy thrills of 80s octave bassline synths <laughs> and very bizarre lyrics that are sort of very kind of not quite always making sense, but, but somehow charming as a result. And I've been listening to a lot of that. And it's like, what I like about Italo disco is it's sort of done to a formula. The bass line is usually just an octave on a synth sequencer that just goes dink, 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 dink. And um, so I was, I was like, rather than do the, all the work that I'm being paid to do, I will open band and I will try and make some. Um, some Italo Disco for my own amusement. Is this the Fiat Uno? Yeah, so I made a little loop of Italo Disco and then I just kept fiddling around with it and putting little excerpts of it on Twitter and then I eventually just worked it up into a whole song. And um, it's the Fiat Uno song. I like the Fiat Uno song.
1: I I, I like it. Well, so
0: I I finished it, or it finished after a fashion. I mean, I I kind of recorded some... Vocals on this microphone that we use for the podcast, in my shed, so it's very terrible quality. But um, and then just, and I was going to upload it to the Sniff Petrol YouTube, and I cannot for the life of me remember or find the password. And it keeps logging me into a different Sniff patch. It's very
1: strange. Oh, is this Good is one. this Sometimes Google is trying to be clever? Capricious this... tit, yeah. Yeah. I think it tries so. Yeah, to help it goes. You. There's
0: two accounts registered this email address. Which one do you want? And every, whichever one I say, it puts me into the other one where there's no nothing on YouTube. And anyway, so I just went screw it. I'll put it up on the Smith and Sniff YouTube because I assume enough people who listen to the podcast follow me on Twitter, and will have followed the saga of me going. I'm so busy with work. I'm going to make an Italo disco track. <laughs> So anyway, if you are a subscriber to Smith and Sniff on YouTube, and you suddenly went, "What the merry hell are they doing now?" Well, it was it was just that. Sorry, it was a lost password, and I needed to put the get Italo it somewhere to quickly. bed, get it somewhere, and then I could move on with my life. So that's why that appeared there. Um, what I also did at the same time was I made an Italo disco version of our theme tune for the podcast. I'll stick it on the end of this show. Oh, nice. Which again, it's just you know, it's all to a formula, but a rather sweet retro 80s formula so um that's uh, yeah that's i just want to explain because I, I imagine there are a few people going what is this this isn't they haven't mentioned this on the podcast this is just nonsense which it is but it's there's a, there is a context to it it's just the
1: different one i'd like i'd like some car chase slap bass um theme tune uh because i it's it's yeah you know where it the, it builds and builds as the chase gets more energetic and dangerous That's what I I, I quite like. I'd like to slate that for for a possibility in the future.
0: Oh, I also, sorry, just on this note, I also have to say thank you to um, a listener called Connor. Connor was at the live show, actually, but um, he's a guitarist, and he sent me a little clip of him playing along to the Fiat Uno song, to the instrumental bit in the middle, as if... Uh, a guitarist called Alan Murphy, who was the guitarist in Go West and also worked with Kate Bush and was in Level 42. Bloody hell. And liked a big sort of twiddly guitar solo. Um, so <laughs> Connors recorded himself playing a brilliant twiddly guitar bit over the top of the Fiat Uno song in an 80s styly. It's fabulous. Um, I'll ask him if he's okay with me to stick it on the patreon that's brilliant
1: um hang on, i need to listen yeah. to
0: that I, what? i'll send it to you it's really good
1: does connor play slap bass as well just I i'm, I'm asking for a friend maybe you
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just send connor could you send johnny just a loop of like two hours of slap bass that just uh, you could
1: that conjures just, up, up a car a chase situation please i'd like that i'd like yeah. that very much um, oh, yeah, I was going to talk. And, sure. I, I, I've delved into the Pagani website, which is really quite um, wordy. So I'm not. I'm going to climb mm. out of it now. I've realised that Peugeot have just revealed their new uh, 308, the E308, which the I think E308. Yeah, E308.
0: So 308, that new 308 with a sort of slightly not quite right front
1: end, but electric. Yeah. Do you not? And they do. And, and they do the estate version as well. Are you uh, you not down with the the, the the 308 model? you think the front end's a bit... Have
0: they done something to the front end of the electric one, though? Because to me, it looks a little bit better. It looks a bit less heavy somehow. Yeah. Or it's just maybe the colour of the car in the photos they've released, it's a light colour. Yeah, I don't know. usually
1: there's some blue tint on the detail of the grille, and the grille is obviously fared in a bit more. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not as handsome as the five. I still keep going back to the 508 estate. I think mm. it's just such a such a good looking thing. And and it feels special to drive. I like it. Really like it. I've not had the pleasure, but
0: I think you need to. I think a five oh eight you... saloon that lives near my house and I, I I'm always wowed by its looks when I walk past it. I yeah. It is a deceptively handsome car.
1: Don't tell you that my dad, who's not a car guy per se, um he messaged me the other day to say that he thought he'd seen a, a new Citroen DS, and what was it about? Mm. And and then we we realised he was actually talking about the the C the Citroen C6, you know the mid two thousands one. Oh, uh, which is obviously not a new car, but my dad thought it might have been. And um, we were at a local car show f- a month or so ago, and there was one part there. My dad's really drawn to it. I think i might be i think i could get him over the line in one that would be amazing is that a good is that a good thing to do because they are sort of looking for another car on the qt but my dad does to go alongside the legendary golf cabrio well the golf cabrio has maybe hit a point where i mean it's probably worth more than it was a bit but um yeah he's kind of like maybe i could just use it a few months of the year or maybe i could sell it he's he doesn't like lots of things hanging around he's he, but yeah he loves the he loves the practicality of a cabrio he it goes against everything that people say about cabrios my dad says on the contrary i can go to uh, ikea and put loads in it with the roof down and I can oh, go to a yes. garden centre and take loads of stuff. and then Christmas tree, easy, I can do that. So he doesn't actually <laughs> use the boot, he just uses the hole inside of the car. It's very clever. Clever guy. <laughs> Sweet clever guy. And um, Do you ever do you ever get blindsided? Not
0: blindsided, but just sort of thrown off kilter by cars you didn't know existed.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've not done my job. and But the, exactly. the, the frequency of cars being launched is always high anyway. But it, then someone will throw you a JDM curveball and you'll be like, oh, shit, yeah. I didn't know about but that. But it's not even – I feel like I used to be so across everything. And then – so I mm. opened –
0: I don't know. I think it's probably like the, the latest issue of Evo. Yeah, And there was a the ad on the inside cover yeah. is for the new Citroën DS4.
1: Yeah, I'm, aw- Seems I'm like aware a of nice that. Nice looking car.
0: Yeah, have you driven it? N- is it drivable? Yet? Has it been, Is it actually uh, on the road?
1: I don't know anything about it. I've not driven the DS4 yet. No, I've driven the new Citroen. Um, I've driven the new Citroen C. For, hang on, what's the correct title for it? It's a C5X, I think it is. Hang on, um, the
0: what the C4. It's, I think I presume it's all electric because it's called the C4 E Tense DS4 E Tense rather. Yeah, beg your pardon. It seems like quite a nice looking car, but I just went, yeah. Where the bloody hell did that come from? I just don't remember them announcing that at all. I don't, and I don't know anything about it. I presume it's on the usual Citroën Peugeot Stellantis <laughs> platform, but <laughs> I just don't know, don't know anything about it. I just don't, I don't know when it came out. I presume it's quite new because they're advertising yeah. in the magazine and everything, but it's just, it, it, I, I don't know. I was just thrown off by it. Same way, there was a, I was letting, um, was it yesterday? I was letting a car come up through a gap in a narrow road, and it was one of those small VW SUVs, and I suddenly went, what the fuck is that called? What is it called?
1: T-Cross. Oh, yeah, the T-Cross,
0: yeah. I've basically lost track of cars, and I feel like, like you said, no, it's I, not doing your job. I, but
1: It's almost it's like we need a tricky. working holiday, which involves doing lots of back work homework for like (laughs) cars that you've passed you by in recent should we do that because that's that's a legitimate working holiday we could we could do that on expenses Um, what expense
0: a trip to like the caribbean to just read loads of old recent copies of autocar and
1: and i mean the caribbean would be nice i was actually thinking about a place maybe closer north wales yeah i was thinking like north wales and uh i was going to segue into something else and I'm, i'm a bit scatty today so i apologize uh, no, that's all right. I think I am as well. I don't know. I, feel, I just, I'm, I, I'm very, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I think it's the change in weather or something. I feel a bit useless. I just, feel I, a I, bit I wrote useless. something the other day. Yeah, I wrote something the day, and I wrote it quite quickly. And it's always nice when that happens. I just went, "Oh, there we go. I've done. I've hit the word limit, and it all came out quite easily." And then I reread it, and I just went, "This is drivel. Is that this is absolute it, dog shit." Is that
1: when we were WhatsApping one another about comparing the thickness of new Apple Mac laptops with David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's well, the thinness, the era of thinness of Bowie's. But then you went,
0: you went full like. Thin white Duke, like the thinness of Bowie in that um, BBC documentary from 1974, the cracked actor documentary. Oh,
1: God.
0: I mean, that's the thinnest. There's no, there's no room inside Bowie for his internal organs at that point. No. So, that Apple could never make a laptop that thin. It's just it wouldn't be possible. It'd have no battery. It's just two sheets. It's just <laughs> two sheets of paper, <laughs>
1: isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> With cocaine between them. honestly? How did the Bowie plan diet? How did Designers must marvel at the way Bowie's body was packaged. He could still He's, fully function, yeah. and was a clever um, artistic yeah, man. he was
0: making some of some of the best music of his career, but yeah, even the people who did the mini would be going, "How did he get all that into there?" It's like, where's his heart? <laughs> it just doesn't
1: seem room for anything anymore. His heart—he oh, wears his heart like a wristwatch on on his wrist. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you were saying how uh, MacBook Airs have got a little bit bigger. So it's got like it's it's like mm. the original MacBook Air was like seventies thin white Duke Bowie, and now yeah. it's now are they like what nineties Bowie spec, or eighties yeah. Bowie? I mean, still
0: sort of in reasonably good shape, but. Yeah. Um... But just, yeah, just not not super thin. I thought Air meant super thin, but no, apparently it doesn't. But I don't know, maybe that's it. The the Apple MacBook range is like Bowie. It couldn't stay that thin forever because it was medically dangerous.
1: We haven't even talked about the fact that um, I'm selling, or my wife is selling the Suzuki Jimny, and... I was going to actually it, mention about uh, what is it with um, motorcycle racers with incredibly uh, penetrating blue eyes that almost look like they could cut things by staring too hard at them.
0: Was this because we were talking about Charlie Borehole, we t- who's not actually a racer, is he? He's a
1: no, he's, he's a, a motorcyclist. He, he's a well-known motorcyclist, yeah. and uh,
0: Charlie Bor scoring is <laughs> is it does have quite intense
1: eyes. He does. Charlie's um, It's it, He's got really blue, intensive eyes. And then Shaky Burn, who does all the motorcycle content on the Late Break show, he's got really mm. blue, intensive, like, laser eyes. And then we realised, hang on, Carl Fogarty, well-known, oh well-known racing legend, has got the most penetrating of lasery eyes. So if the three of them... We're in a room together, or I don't know, uh, a minibus. Would would something kick off like sort of Avengers style power, special power? And are they allowed to yeah. look at one another? Dangerous. Too Do dangerous. Do they get archive They'd all just catch fire. <laughs> or just... could they are, they? are they missing a trick here? They're all into motorcycles. They all got incredibly penetrating um, eyes. Could they mm. set up their own? Um, Laser cutting business, but only for high end motorcycle bespoke parts, race parts, unobtainium parts. And it's, what just in, inscribing? Yeah, but they they work in shifts, so they have like a sort of Faraday cage that they put Carl Fogerty in after seventeen cups of tea, <laughs> and they just go stare at this stare, stare at this five mil sheet of titanium. Don't fuck it up, Carl, because we haven't got another yeah. one. I need you to cut out a special yoke for a racing Suzuki. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Stare at it. Go. Carl, have you um, have you fabbed that exhaust bracket yet?
0: And he would go, no, let me take a look at it. And just goes he'd, and he'd, uh, stares. Like most light engineering companies, he'd mean literally.
1: He actually just looks at it. I'm just putting my yeah, I'm just putting my, my tray in as we speak. The on the back of the caddy seats, you know, the the hinged trays with the cup holder. Oh. That's where my microphone oh. is. And i you sitting in the back seat? Yeah, of course I am. Nice. Yeah, enjoying the pano roof. Yeah. I've even just seen a kingfisher, but I was so professional, I didn't. Aww. I didn't want to talk about it in the middle of talking about Carl Fogarty's laser eyes, so I didn't. I'd love to see a kingfisher. Yeah, just seen it. It really because it's got tinted windows. I don't think it knew I was in the car. Clever, ah. cleverest. So the, that that car
0: could actually be a hide as much as anything else.
1: That's quite. I cute. bet. I bet Chris Packham's got one.
0: <laughs> well, I anyway, bet he has. Let's. Um, Let's moor this one up. Um, but before we go, I've got three things to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Slake 808 State Show, in which Johnny pursues the Mancunian electronic music pioneers, <laughs> offering refreshing beverages in hot climates. Uh, this week, he's following them around Barcelona with a tray of lemon Fanta. If that's not to your taste, then there's always the late break show. Lots of interesting videos on there, including, as you mentioned, um uh, your wife reviewing or saying goodbye to the Suzuki Jimny. Yeah, sad times. It
1: might be sold by the time you listen to this. Uh, who knows? Yikes! Yeah, off of car Textually and Classic.
0: modified and uh, well,
1: sweet 100. sweet car. Yeah, sweet, sad times. Sweet car. Yeah.
0: Um, second thing I've got to tell you is uh, I have various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia Three. Um, it's just some facts about cars. Came to the rescue of uh, two people on Twitter last week who were asking questions about cars, and I was able to go, ahem, that's in my my boring car trivia. Oh, yes, one
1: the, the Citroën DS tailgate.
0: The Citroën DS
1: tailgate being one of them. Yeah, I um, enjoyed that That fact. That was good. On. So... Uh, there we are. Anyways,
0: if you haven't got Boring Car Trivia Three, please go and buy Boring Car Trivia Three. That would help me enormously. Thank you.
1: Um, and
0: the third thing I've got to tell you is that one of the animators on Jamie and the Magic Torch was Bernard Sumner out of New Order.
1: Oh my gosh, how many people listening to this can remember Jamie and the Magic Torch? Especially given your recent conversation about flashlights, uh, I think they, maybe they can rekindle, <laughs> Jamie.
0: spoiled Jamie and the Magic Torch by bringing that into Sorry. it. Sorry, it's it. it Well, Jamie, I I thought about this and I thought, well, anyone remember this? And I was like, I think probably there's a chunk of our audience that will. And for those who don't, go and look it up. It was a a 70s animated kids series. But um, Bernard Sumner, the lead singer of New Order and previously the guitarist in Joy Division... Uh, he, before he was in bands he was an animator
1: wow I did not know that he,
0: he drew he drew for animation studio for an animation studio Cosgrove Hall I think it was in Manchester so yeah he was one of the um, one of the people who drew Jamie and the Magic Torch
1: well then the fourth thing that I need to add on to that short list is uh, mm-hmm. if you are a subscriber to this um, this podcast via Patreon thank you very much for supporting us via Patreon it's really really decent of you um, you obviously get earlier access if that's something that you want. Although some people say they still don't listen until Monday because it's part of Monday's ritual. Mm. But hey, that's up to you. It's your personal decision. Mm. Um, and we do have merchandise, although we sold quite a lot of it. But we do have some merch. And yeah, we need to have a, a chat about the merch, for the next generation,
0: because we've got some ideas. We have Smith um, and Stiff Mark uh, 2, we...
1: um Series Two merch. merch. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we we will announce i hope a new live date very shortly and as before if you're one of the patrons you get first dibs on the tickets
1: just saying so
0: that's another little patron
1: patron bonus
0: um it's a quid a month you can give us more if you want but who would eh, for this old toot um (laughs) Anyway, that's quite enough. Doing the hard sell again, Porter. I know, again.
1: <laughs> Someone told me
0: off again last week we're being rubbish at marketing. I just, I just I haven't got my eye in. Anyway, um, let's wrap this up, but thank you ever so much for listening. We'll do it all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye.
1: Welcome to this podcast called Smith and Sniff, where two friends talk about cars and other things. Almost. Welcome to Smith and Sniff, a podcast where two friends talk about cars and many other things. That was really close. Oh, fuck. But it doesn't match with what we, because we've got to say our names. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm going to start I'm going to start remembering it. You did it. You did it. Do it. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much.